The dread of going to a job that makes you unhappy can feel palpable. I remember driving to work in tears when the toxic workplace I worked at became intolerable. Staying in a constant state of misery is no place to be, and sometimes, due to our circumstances, we feel like we have to stick it out. Trust me, I know exactly how you feel. As you evaluate your options on how to escape that dreadful job, today's episode will give you a few things to try out while you make your transition. Let's dive in. Tired of staying in your career because of everyone else's expectations? Frustrated by the curveballs life has thrown your way? Unsure of how to navigate the journey ahead? If you said yes, say hello to your new hangout. Welcome to the Reinvention Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Susie Q. Just like you, I was desperate to leave my 16-year career while also navigating major life hurdles. Rather than be a victim, I faced my fears, created a plan, and took action. I overhauled my life and successfully left corporate. Now, it's your turn. This is the place where your determination takes center stage. You'll learn strategies to navigate the chaos and your transformation will be unleashed. It's time to armor up, ladies. We are warriors. Let's blaze our own path. I have to be brutally honest here. It absolutely breaks my heart when I know there are women out there like you who are absolutely miserable in their jobs and just suffering through it. It honestly drives me nuts. And I understand sometimes we have to stick it out for just a little while. So I'm hoping that these tips I'm about to share with you are going to help you on your journey so that you can make that escape as quickly as possible. So let's get right into these. Number one, start to think out how you begin and end your day. So what I'm talking about here is establishing a morning and an evening routine. Things that you can include in that might be exercise or reading and journaling and really just doing something that's fun before you have to begin your workday. Because if you're already going into it dreading the day, at least you can do something for yourself that you look forward to, something that makes you feel excited, confident, just good. And that way it won't be as painful when you have to show up to that job. And so when we exercise, you know, it helps us with stress and it helps us with just feeling, you know, confident and feeling good in our body and just getting movement and motion. Like today I took my dog for a walk and it felt so nice to get fresh air, you know, and it started my day off on a really good note. So think of ways that you can incorporate moving your body or getting out into nature to start your day before you have to go into the office or log on to your computer. And that way it's you are dedicating time for yourself, your needs, you're putting your priorities ahead of everything else and starting your day off that way. And then if you like to read books and personal development, things like that, that's fantastic. Or just books for fun, right? How many times do we get so stuck on personal growth that we forget to 
find books that are for pleasure and for fun and entertainment. So find ways that you can incorporate some of these things into your morning routine. And then other days, maybe you feel like getting really deep and mindful and journaling things out and writing to your heart's desire of what you're experiencing or what you would like to see for yourself moving forward and how you can take steps to better your circumstances. So think of those things as you sit down and take time for yourself. And then in the evening, maybe in the morning you don't have the time to implement those things. Okay, great. So can you do that as part of your evening and after work routines? Are there things that you can look forward to so you're like, oh my god, I have to sit here for another eight hours and I hate this job or I'm just not happy and unfulfilled and I just wish I wasn't here anymore. Okay, fully noted, but if you're finding that you have to stay there for a little bit longer, then let's start to get our brain excited about what we can look forward to. So things in the evening that are part of your routine that help you wind down for the day and help you look forward to something exciting. So, I, And these other tips I'm going to share with you, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about this. So tip number two is have some fun things that are planned after work that you can look forward to, right? I was just talking about this, but it can look like networking events, or maybe you meet up with your friends and family, you know, hey, let's go have dinner, or let's go have coffee, or let's go to that um, crafting class, like those, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of them, but it's like a wine and art class combined, you know, and fun things like that, that you can totally distract yourself, let loose, be in good company, and unwind from those stressful days at your job. But thinking of ways that you can incorporate fun, incorporate exciting um, activities to look forward to, those are the ways that you're going to help yourself survive this season. Number three, what about other interests outside of your work? Because sometimes I find that we only get into professional mode and career mode and we forget to live life and have fun on our terms. So what other types of things can you do? Um, things you can consider are hobbies or crafts. Are there things that you like to do? Sports maybe, uh, things like that. Um, another idea, which this is kind of how I dabbled into entrepreneurship was I started figuring out if I wanted to build a business and I started exploring that option and seeing what was possible for me. So do you want to build a business? If you do, you know, start looking at ideas around you or people that inspire you and ask them, can they share with you what their experience has been like? And then another thing that could be really fun is to just to expand your skills. So maybe you do want to focus on the career side because you want to make a big pivot or a transition. Cool. Is there a school that you can attend? Is there a trade you might have interest in? Is there some sort of craft that you want to get into? Whatever those things are, one of the things I do want to mention here that's pretty cool that a lot of us don't even consider is that sometimes employers have like voluntary education programs where they will pay for your schooling if there is some sort of correlation to your existing career. So maybe you do want to let's say build a business in marketing because you are in marketing and you do a phenomenal job at it, but you know that there's resources out there that you can utilize not only in your career, but you could utilize it if you built a business and something that you could offer to a client. Your employer doesn't need to know that. That's a secret between you and me here, friends. So 
go ahead and utilize that to your advantage. It advances your career and advances your potential for building your own business that you can capitalize on those skills and assets that you've received and not on your dime, but on theirs. So let's be smart here, right? Let's utilize those resources wisely. And of course, like I said, the caveat is that there's some sort of benefit for them or so they think, and you can obviously utilize those skills there. However, you also know it's almost like double dipping. I get to also utilize that for my own future endeavors as well. So keep that in mind. Number four is, is there a project or some sort of responsibility that you can take on in your job that maybe would be something you look forward to? So ideas of that might be, you know, different projects, different responsibilities, transitioning to a different role or a department or a team, right? Like, is there a possibility that you could expand your skills in another area of your organization? And maybe it's a better team, a better dynamic, a better culture, and you don't have to deal with the negativity or the unfulfillment that you feel in your current role. Maybe you can find something else where you can add value and where you're not going to feel so much dread when you show up to your job every day. So that's just another way for you to consider what you can do within your job or at your employer that maybe you can utilize your skills in a different type of way. Number five is to get support. Now this can look like a lot of different things, but the two that I have in mind is a coach or a therapist. You know, a therapist is going to really help you with deep-seated personal and emotional challenges or struggles that you might be facing. And so a therapist is very specific to those needs. And then on the other hand, a coach is going to be someone that's going to guide you, right? And they're going to help you with designing a plan. That's what I do with my clients is I love to learn, okay, where are you at in your journey? Are you pivoting from one career to another or are you completely ditching the corporate world and saying, hey, I'm ready for entrepreneurship. I'm ready to figure this thing out on my own. I don't want to work in this workplace or any workplace for that fact. And I just want to do my own thing. How do I do that? Right. And so we look at their skills and I learn what gifts you have. I learn all about your desires and what you look forward to and what makes you happy, what lights you up. And then we start to develop a, to develop a plan together. Right. And I craft things specifically to your needs and specifically for what you want, because some of us have families that we're juggling various responsibilities. Others of us, we have, you know, maybe we're empty nesters or we don't have any children at all. So we have a different perspective and outlook on life and the needs and priorities that we have. So that's the beauty of working with a coach is that you get something depending on the coach, of course, but you get something that's very customizable to you. Like the coaches that I have worked with and the way I structure my coaching with my clients, it is very individualized. It's not a cookie cutter thing. Then, you know, I got this out of the box kit and we just throw you inside of the mix. Like, no, this is not how that works. At least with me and with the coaches that I've worked with is I love that personal touch. I love almost like that boutique style approach where it's customizable. This is tailored specifically to you. And that's what a coach can offer you is you can have someone in your court on your side supporting you who is going to say, okay, 
take a look at this and they're going to be transparent with you. Sometimes as coaches, we have to give you a little bit of tough love and say, hey, I know you said this was your goal and what actions or what steps are you taking to make this a reality for yourself? Sometimes we forget to you know, emphasize those things and we just kind of lay low or we avoid the tasks that we need to do. And I'm saying that from a place of being fully transparent as not only a coach, but as a student as well, right? When I've worked with my coaches, I recognize that sometimes I don't put to practice what they tell me I should be putting into practice. And when you have a really good coach, they're going to remind you, hey, you told me this was your priority, that this is what you wanted. You desire to move forward at this pace or in this direction what actions are you taking? What things do we need to talk about? Was there a challenge? Is there a struggle that we need to work through? And that's what a really good coach is going to do for you, right? Is to guide you and help you and see those obstacles and help you work around them, work through them, and figure out ways to make progress. Because that is the goal at the end of the day, is how do we make progress? So I just want you to understand the difference between what a therapist can offer you and a coach can offer you and that that's what I do with my clients. So if at any point you feel like, you know what, that's really what I need. I need that hands-on approach. I need someone that can evaluate my entire situation and say, hey, this is a good fit for you or here are some ideas of ways that you can make some additional and supplemental income or how you can make a pivot or maybe you can tweak things in your current career to make it not so dreadful after all. Like all those things are things that I help you with evaluating. I love that opportunity to really be that outside perspective for you. So if you ever have interest in that, scroll down in the show notes and you will see where you can snag a spot with me to hop on a 30 minute call and we will chat about whatever it is and whatever stage you're at. So that way we can figure out a good game plan moving forward. And if you're like, no, Susie, like you sound exactly like what I need in this season of my life. I'm ready to start. You'll find the link below as well that you can just snag your spot, purchase your your one-on-one coaching package with me, and we will get started right away. Because I know how frustrating it is to show up to that job, to be crying your eyes out, or to just be pissed off all the time. And that is no place to be stuck. So I just want to remind you of that, that you do not have to remain in this uncomfortable situation permanently. There are options. And number six here, I want you to learn how to set firm boundaries. That can look like a whole lot of things, and I could probably do a whole episode on this, and I think I probably will. But I just want you to start simple, because I know I've given you so many ideas here. And I don't want you to feel like, oh my God, where do I start? What thing do I do? Okay, let's keep it easy. First things first, when will or will you not work? Do you have a schedule? Do you have a set schedule? Do you have parameters about when you show up and when you check in on emails and what meetings you will or won't attend? Or if you're available 24-7, like, You get to set structures and boundaries for yourself, for your family, for your needs and priorities. So do not let a job determine that for you. You get 
to determine that. And are there times that we have to be flexible? Sure. You know, maybe you have the type of career where you have to be available on weekends once a month because you're the on-call person. Okay, cool. Then that's your one weekend. But then all the other weekends, stop checking your freaking phone because I know you are because I used to do the same darn thing. Or I would take my laptop and I would be checking it on the weekends. Like, did something come up? Did that person reply? Oh my gosh, put the darn thing down. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you're shaking your head going, holy crap, Susie, you're reading my mind. But it's true. And I hate to say that, but it's from a place of experience. It's a place of, I was in your shoes and I went through that. And I know how frustrating and challenging that that is. So it's time to start setting firm boundaries of when you will or won't work. And I'm just going to leave it at that for this final tip. But what I want you to really consider is that if you are done trying to, to survive that job, maybe you feel like it's toxic or maybe it's unfulfilling. It's time to build your plan. So imagine if in 60 days you could have a plan completely outlined and know what steps to take to prepare for your own career pivot. The truth is that you don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to sit there and wonder if it's possible. That is exactly what I offer you through my coaching program. When we work together one-on-one, -on -one, within 60 days, you've got a plan of action to start moving forward. And that's what I was sharing with you earlier. So I want you to stop making excuses and to put yourself first. I promise it's going to help you get ahead on your career transition in ways that you hadn't thought about by working with me. So it's time to stop feeling stuck at that job, warrior. It's time for you to armor up. Was there a golden nugget or two that made you instantly think of a friend or loved one who could use some inspiration? If you've ever had someone text you something that made them think of you, it puts the biggest smile on your face, doesn't it? If you can share this episode with one person, imagine the ripple effect we can have together. Let's collectively bring all the warriors in our lives to create a reinvention revolution. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. It only takes you about 60 seconds to let me know what you think and what you want to hear more of. I'm pouring my heart into bringing you this content and your review goes a long way. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next one.